0: right so here we go we are uh, we're recording on anchor and uh welcome to the he said we said podcast with matt and dara koenig uh today we are digging into the chosen devotional 40 days with jesus and we're on day 17 come and see is it my day or your day it is your day it's my day to read so for those of you that are new to listening or watching uh, us here's what we do we read through this devotional with you um and uh, we're not affiliated with the chosen but we love it we recommend everybody go download the chosen app on your phone uh and watch the series uh it's free because people generously give and um it's a beautiful show about um, really focusing on the people that Jesus, the lives that he touched. So it's a good opportunity for you to learn more about who the real Jesus is. And uh, maybe especially for those of you that say, from what I've heard about church, I would never go. And I don't, I don't want to know, you know, the Jesus that's like this or that. The good news is that um, if you feel like church is ugly and not full of love, then that is not the real Jesus. Or
1: if you feel you are too far broken. Mm. And you're questioning if this Jesus person is real or if you're capable, if you're beyond being forgiven or being loved unconditionally. Go look because it really touches into that heart. Yeah. Of that that I'm so far broken, I'm so far gone. I Jesus could never love me. <laughs> uh, exactly. Wrong. And and again it's it's <laughs> the story, the chosen, they focus on Jesus, yes. They tell you his story. But they tell you through the eyes of the people who are around him that the way he just touches their lives and affects their hearts. and That relationship.
0: It's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Absolutely. It's a great. It's a great story. So today we're going to talk about Come and See. So uh, we'll start. There's a little opening verse and then uh, and there's a little devotional to read that's like two Two and a half pages, and then there's a couple questions. So when we get to the question part, we encourage you to pause it, reflect on the questions. If you're doing this with friends, your spouse, loved ones, family, uh, in your church, just um, pause when we when we ask the questions. Take time to discuss them together. If you're just listening or reading or watching alone, uh, take time to wrestle with the question yourself. There's no, there's no time limit. You can pause it as long as you want. So uh, without further ado... All right, this is a reading from John chapter 1, verse 43, 45, and 46. The next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me! He probably didn't say it like that, but he said it. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote. Jesus of Nazareth, son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Come and see what an interesting strategy. Like Andrew and Peter, Philip hardly knew the one he now believed was the Messiah. In fact, the only thing we know for sure is that Jesus said, follow me. And suddenly Philip was proselytizing in his name. Google that word. But why? What occurred between the seeing and the following? Nathaniel's first few moments with Jesus give us a clue. Jesus saw... And said of him, Behold, an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathaniel said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathaniel answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus had a disarming way about him. Nathaniel was humoring his friend Philip and probably his own curiosity. But he was skeptical of Jesus and, cle- uh, and clearly a bit prejudiced. The town of Nazareth was very small and considered by its neighbors to be uneducated, unreformed, and unrefined. So in Nathanael's mind, anyone born and raised there couldn't possibly be the Messiah they had been waiting for. And he was quick to say so, which made Jesus' first words to him so interesting and gracious. Instead of, Behold an Israelite, whom there is bigotry and zero tact. <laughs> Jesus called him honest and took Nathaniel off guard. He was indeed a person who spoke his mind, and he was proud of it, even if he was wrong, by the way, because he was wrong. Uh, okay. uh, and practical. Okay, so sorry. I just, I was just like, he did speak his mind. He was wrong, but he spoke it, and Jesus respected that he mm-hmm. at least said what he was thinking. Um, he was practical and learned. And dealt with brass tacks. But how did the Nazarene know that? Because Jesus had been watching him. And not just while he sat under the fig tree. The one-two punch of knowing Nathaniel's whereabouts, along with the values that made him tick, unredeemed though they were, was evidence of the supernatural that set Jesus apart. And so Philip's come-and-see strategy proved effective because Jesus did the convincing, as he always does. Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, you believe? you will see greater things than these. Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. That's from John chapter 1, verse 15, 51. I imagine Nathaniel's 180 degree turn made Jesus chuckle. No doubt there was an omniscient smirk on his face knowing the signs and wonders Nathaniel would come to see him on a daily basis and for the rest of his life. But sure, the victory thing was cool. That's so awesome. All right, now's the part where it says prayer focus, and this is where we're just going to take a second and pray. So if you're not driving, uh, you can uh, close your eyes if you'd like to, lift your head up, pray with your eyes open, however you feel comfortable talking to God. If you're driving, uh, just please keep your eyes open thank you God that you've allowed us to come and see and God we ask you for direction in our lives who can we introduce to you God how can we help people come to know the stories and the amazement of what Jesus has done and continues to do in our lives Lord please uh help us to be part of that in Jesus name we ask you this amen amen okay so moving forward uh, this is an interesting one. Uh, we've done this devotional together, but I forgot this. Okay. Uh, so, here, here's a fun thing for everybody listening and watching, and something that we have to do, uh, well, we've done before, we can do it again. It says, write out your come-to-Jesus story. How'd you meet him? How did he change your mind about who he is and what's true? So, there's a little homework assignment for all of you. Is For those of you that say, yeah, I follow Jesus, take a moment to think about when was it that you was it that that moment happened where you were like, I'm gonna follow Jesus? And uh, we can share ours in a nutshell,
1: folks. So, I've never hid mine. And for anybody who's listening, knows that I came to know Jesus on a night I was considering suicide. I'd been suicidal um, on and off most of my life and had lost everything. And I didn't know of Jesus. I knew Christmas, I knew Easter, I knew those were focused around Him, I knew there was a God. That was about the extent of my knowledge and I had been to church once the week prior because a girlfriend invited me and as I was sitting there contemplating the ways to end my life that night I just said if there's anything real if there's hope I don't even remember exactly what I prayed but all I had heard is get to church the next day and everything's gonna be fine so I had a choice I could trust this peace and this grace and this 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 overwhelming knowledge that this was true or i could fight it and my own life well i obviously chose to accept it and that was me surrendering and that, that takes a
0: big risk though
1: absolutely because i didn't i couldn't well, pay my rent you, i couldn't do anything how you could was, have just
0: thought you were crazy
1: yeah, exactly. How
0: like how you was, could have as you're contemplating kind of your life you know you could have just thought oh great, now I'm hearing voices. Like, yes. I'm definitely <laughs> crazy. Like, no, I mean, that's a thing like, yeah. you know, and it's funny because we've never talked about that, but like the fact that you, you chose to go, okay, I'm going to go to church tomorrow versus going, oh good, it gets worse. Now I'm hearing things. Cause that's not, that's a logical response. Exactly.
1: And, and again, it was, I had been to church once the week before. That was it. That was my exposure yeah. to church. Um, and somehow miraculously making it staying through the night getting through the night and making it the next day everything was gonna be okay i had no idea how it i was rock bottom at that point but i chose to trust and again i still at that next day didn't know jesus but i knew this i made it through the night i had peace and stay in church as I listened to the pastor, so much has resonated. I just found myself bawling. And the offering pay came, came around and I had nothing to put in. So I wrote on a note, because um, it was getting passed around, I wrote on a note, I give you my funny is the plate never came to me I actually ended up putting that note in my purse and held on to it for years that's awesome um, in my purse but so because I didn't know Jesus I wanted to know I wanted to know who this person was that spoke to me and that saved me and so I just spent the next few years Learning everything I could about who Jesus is and what God's love for me looked like. So I had no preconceived notions. I just knew to, He saved me.
0: Yours, yours is way more exciting than that. <laughs> my, my preconceived notion was I, I love my grandma. My grandma loved God. Um, she went to a Lutheran church. pastor was a sweetheart of a dude at her little Lutheran church she went to. But my real experience with the church was um, my cousin basically getting booted because he had the flu and missed a catechism class for getting his confirmation and the church was like well no he can't get confirmed until like all the way the next time we do this and if he's not confirmed like they were going to get booted out of the Lutheran school like it was a bad thing and so I was like man sounds like your church deal sucks Uh, so I didn't really I didn't really put any stock in in God or who God was, right? And then um, when my son Cullen was born, my next real experience with church was, well, you better get him baptized or he's, you know, what if he dies and goes to hell? And I'm oh, like, gosh. if that's what your God believes, uh, I think your God's stupid. Uh, I literally, like, that's what I thought. But I was like, oh, that's my grandma. And she, she, she had her cancer had come back, so she's like, I'm gonna live long enough to see those babies be born, because my son Cullen was born the same day as my cousin charlene um so my grandma got told tell them once and then six days later she died right Aww. but uh, before she died in that six days period we got baptized uh which is just fu- it's funny to me no you know what uh i don't know if, if i gotta baptize no. if my grandma was still alive i don't know it wasn't when she was still alive it was after she had passed but the reason we made the decision was because we so getting Cullen baptized was just—it was funny to me because, um, you know, his mother and I weren't married, so the church had to make a whole big deal about how, you know, I'm, mm. n- I'm not a Christian anyway, but we got to save this baby from the fires of hell, so let's dump let's dump a little bath water on his head. Um, so that was my experience with, you know, pre-church, pre-pre-pre-believing in the Jesus who is who he is. Um, but my decision to follow Jesus. Nothing thrilling to people. Uh, I'm in this little church in a crappy band room that became my church home and where I fall in love with Jesus and uh, then really dug into, but, um, you know, there's maybe 30 people in this crummy room and it stunk, uh, which is why we put a lot of incense to make it smell better uh, with some acoustic music. And if anybody looked at that, now they'd be like, what kind of little weird hippie cult is this? Which is kind of what I thought it was too, to be honest. But the, the pastor who then became my closest friend for many years was just a... Uh, was delivering a message of the prodigal son and I was like whoa okay if this is really who this God is like if this is what he's about is that he loves you even after you say give me my inheritance and I'm gonna run away and blow it on hookers and drugs uh, and then you're still gonna love me and throw a party when I come home because you love me that much I'm like that is God I am certain I need to know about I'm mm-hmm. like if it's real literally that's my conversion story i was like if it's real i want this
1: so i'm curious though because you weren't a believer but yet you were in church listening to a message why were you there in the first place
0: because i worked six days a week and my kid's mom decided she wanted to start going to this church on sunday nights okay and uh i was like it's the only freaking day i get to spend with my family so i, I guess i'm gonna go literally that's what drugged me there was like, okay, good. So I work bell to bell card dealership six days a week, and now I won't see them any days. So I was like, I'll go to this thing. And literally, I want to say maybe I've been going for a month or two. It was a couple months. And then I was like, okay, either everyone here is crazy, which is a very real possibility, uh, or there's something to this. And so for me, it was literally selfishly, I went, if it's real, I want this and I was like that was it I just it was I I do remember they had this big you know they constructed this wooden cross out of like you know four by fours and there was like this whole you know thing of like write down it was like writing down something like that's just kept you from believing in God or, or something along those lines and um I have no idea what it was or what I wrote down but like it was like you know go up and whatever it is lay it at the foot mm-hmm. of the cross and I was like hmm alright I'll write this down and I, I, I yeah but it's funny because most people remember their conversion like they remember this prayer or the thing they did and I don't know what I wrote I don't know what I said yeah I don't know <laughs> what I wrote but I, I think it probably had something to do with you know my grandma being a good person and dying uh, and so I don't really know that I believe or whatever but it was I, I think I wrote something about wanting to and that was a And then from that day, I decided I believed. And I don't know necessarily that in that moment, my heart, like, all all of a sudden believed everything and like, oh, everything I read in the Bible now I believe is true. But that was what started it was that desire to feel that love. That, I want to say, like, I know my dad loved me. My mom loves me. My grandma, like, the love she had for me, I think was, you know, oddly as a human being, like, Example of unconditional love. So I was just like, I do not want that again, and I, and I do not want it from this god that everyone says is so great. And uh, thank God it's real. Uh, so how did he change your mind about who he is and what's true? That's part of what you're supposed to write down. I think we just kind of shared that, but I would say like after choosing to follow, just like you chose to go to church, then I, I was so grateful to meet people who lived that's what kept me realizing like wow this story this this hebrew god and this nazarene (laughs) to jesus uh wow to live that way it truly is like experiencing heaven on earth so all right uh next question since jesus is no longer walking and talking on earth what does come and see mean now what do you think?
1: I think you actually hit on the head a minute ago where you were saying, if this Jesus, if something intrigued you, and instead of this Jesus thing is real, you want to know. That, for me, is how I want to live my life, because I want people to see yeah. my life and be around me and like, okay, if this Jesus dude is real, if God's love is real, and it's this is the result, I want to know that. And that, to me, is what it means to come and see. Let your life show it so that way people want to come and see the truth for themselves.
0: That's good. You know, I think it's funny. Like, we we focus on, um, you know, like Jesus said, come and see, right, to Nathaniel, to Philip. Um, you know, come and see, come and see. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't saying just come and see me. He was saying, come and see, let me show you mm-hmm. what God is all yes. about. Yes. And I think that's the tricky part. Like, when I see, what does come and see mean now? Well, I could take, like, you know, for a great example, a good conversation, with, you know, having with Jillian the other day, right? Like, people... Jillian's my daughter, by the way, who is awesome, and I love her. Um, people, like, when they think of church sometimes, or when they hear Jesus because of, like, damage done by people in, a, in the church, when they hear, like, oh, hey, come and see who Jesus is, they're like, I don't want any part of that, right? Um, you know, because they've heard... People say I follow Jesus and then seen a life that that is like isn't filled with love and compassion and stuff.
1: There are cults that abuse people under the name. Oh of yeah. You. So yeah, I can see.
0: So come and see to me now really means like when somebody says come and see, like to me I'm saying like, man, throw away the religion. Right, and I think that's what Jesus said to them too, because the knowledge they had of following God was from the Pharisees, which was all like rules, right? Very, very similar to like uh, Catholicism, right? Like do these Hail Marys or or do this. Here are the rules, you know. Confess to only this person, like. And Jesus was showing people, hey, that's not what God's about. So now when I hear come and see, like before when people say, hey, come and see, come to church, I'd be like come sing a bunch of crappy songs that aren't fun you know say a bunch of words that I don't really mean like that's what I I thought it was but now I feel like come and see me come and experience what it's like to live that way the way of Jesus like come and see what it's like like at Archer the rock right or like at Radiant and like but I love it because like at the rock it's like when people are like I will pray for you they will do it right there Right, like, let me pray for you now. Right, uh, when we hear stories of people in church, somebody that shared with us, you know, um, when we were there on Christmas Eve service, um, and she had shared like how their family was going through a rough time, and like she opened her mailbox, or, or, and there was like a thousand dollars in there because, and, and anonymously, which somebody, you know, people praying knew what was going on, and mm-hmm. somebody gave, blessed them with finances to help. Like, that's, you know, here's helping someone who's struggling to pay their mortgage or whatever. Come and see to me. means not just come in here, but it's like, let me show you. Like, the love of Christ. All right, last question. And this is not something that we're going to answer out loud, but it's something for you to wrestle with. If you're someone who, who knows Jesus, That Jesus would do the convincing.
1: So, I actually want to touch base on that because it's like we have someone in our life.
0: Yeah, multiple people.
1: In our right? Lives. I actually bribed this person $50 to <laughs>
0: so watch, watch The, the Chosen. Chosen.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I know you need some money. So, I'll pay you $50. You watch The Chosen, watch all the episodes, message me, tell me you've done it, and I'll cash up you the $50 because. Mm-hmm we've had conversations with a person we've let this person see our life mm-hmm. and we live the example
0: and that person but, has had the joy of seeing my life when not following and, and
1: Jesus and they knew Jesus at one point in time
0: yeah right? well I would, so, I would say but, still know while maybe not believing true. but also that person has seen an example of what the, what it looks like yes. to not live a life so it says trust
1: Jesus to do the convincing and that's what I was mm. doing is I was trusting that the Holy Spirit would use this opportunity to speak into her and to show her the truth and to reveal and speak into her heart and just deepen that relationship that was once there or rebuild her. Do whatever needs to be done, but at least I was planting a seed and let, because I can't control the outcome. We can't ever control the no. outcome And trying to introduce someone to Jesus. No, so we have no, no. to remove ourselves. the outcome, and just trust and pray that the Holy Spirit's going to do their job. It's kind of like that one book, um, Tactics, is you're planting, you're putting a stone in their shoe, just enough to irritate them and make them like, okay, what's going on here?
0: I always get a kick out of that analogy, because (laughs) while I get the point, it's like, I don't want to annoy them.
1: Right. But I get what
0: he means. Like, there's that, so that there's just the seed planted.
1: Exactly. So, yeah, so I...
0: That they have to address it.
1: Exactly. So, I'm trusting... That the Holy Spirit will do their something job and them. continue to speak into this person. And, yeah, I'm not above bribing somebody 50 bucks to watch The Chosen because I know it's powerful.
0: It is great. You know, when I think of this, though, too, um wh- when I think of, like, let Jesus do the convincing, do you know what I love? Like, Jesus, when he said come and see, like, he wa- He. Yes. like interestingly saying
1: come look at me
0: and even though like we know who like who he is and what he what he's done and what he continues to do right he like he is the messiah he is our savior he he did come down here to bridge the gap between us and god and reconcile that relationship like here's the cool thing like when we talk about like learning from jesus example listen uh friends your life isn't perfect if you follow jesus you follow god then like, you might still be a crap show like you're you might you know you might still you, you, have, you still go through life you have financial struggles you have frustrations with your boss your you and your spouse have a disagreement and you don't always handle it perfectly the the beautiful thing is like to say come and see it's not saying come and see how i do it right like i don't do it right all the time there there are some days i get to do it right and it's awesome and it feels good and there are some days where I go, man, I wish I was as awesome as Jesus uh, without having to do what he did. Um, so just uh, as you're thinking of that person and you're going, look, you know, maybe you're like, hey, I've talked to my kid about Jesus a million times and now they t- they won't even talk to me if I talk about Jesus, right? Listen, uh, it's not about you. It's about like you. Said, it's about planting the seed to say, you know what? Maybe the example you've seen from me isn't perfect. But would you like just please, like looking at Jesus, who Jesus is for yourself. A great paraphrase to read if you want to read the Bible, but you want to read in a language that's understandable, that paints a very perfect picture of um, the translation from the original text. I would aim you at the message to give somebody. Um, and listen, they—you um, can get it on Amazon. You can get it anywhere, but it started as only the New Testament, and then he went back through and did the, the Old Testament as well. But for someone who you want to introduce them, and you're saying, "Look, just come and see. Just read about who Jesus is." Uh, I would encourage you get the Message New Testament, the Message Remix. Just encourage them. Say, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Here are four different perspectives of the life of Jesus on Earth, and uh, dig into those. You can also, if you don't, you know, don't have the resources, but they got a cell phone. You can That's download awesome. the Bible app from um, New version. version. That's what I was just gonna say. It's got you all don't different have to spend money to go buy a
1: Bible. Now, mind you, I'm big on having my physical Bible. Well,
0: yeah, but also if you don't have a, if they don't have a cell phone, right? Because it's way more expensive. A cell phone is, you know. If you know somebody who who needs access but doesn't have the resources, uh, drop an email to he said we said contact at gmail. I will gladly send you a Bible. Uh, yeah, we'll glad, gladly hook it up for you. Uh,
1: and that's one thing you can't know Jesus until you've read for yourself His story and His words and yeah. His life. So I would com- I would say, read it and decide for yourself.
0: Yeah. Like, you you read. I I feel like who Jesus is and what he truly did say to people, versus getting it third hand through even us or anyone else. Once you read the stories for yourself, uh, it'll help you. It'll help you then be able to make a well informed decision on whether or not this is someone worth following. And uh, I bet you you'll think he
1: is. Absolutely. So So you can't go wrong with any of the gospels. Start with one of them. Pick one. Read the whole gospel, start to finish. The gospels
0: are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Yes, right thank you.
1: And decide for yourself if he's real, if he's true, if he's speaking to you, because I would imagine he does.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, we appreciate you joining us for another episode of the He Said, He Said podcast. If you dig it, um, please, uh, if you're listening, go to YouTube and subscribe at youtube.com forward slash Way. You'll get our podcast, you'll get the Friday Night Fire podcast with myself and Mike Phillips. Um, you'll get the one-minute messages that I do four or five days a week. Uh, you'll just get a lot of resources 100% free to help you on this journey to discovering uh, who God is and the awesomeness that he's got planned for you um if you're watching on youtube and you are uh somebody who likes audio stuff you can go to any podcast network apple google you name it um look for he said we said podcast uh and there's uh, i think there are a couple different ones named he said we said that uh are uh, different things but um this one you'll notice a little logo of two happy people and Cross and they uh, happy drawing people. So that's ours. Um, and also, while you're there, please make sure you subscribe to the Friday Night Fire podcast. Uh, Matt Koenig and Mike Phillips. Uh, and uh, every week we wrestle with uh, something big going on in the world or something big in the Bible that a lot of people misunderstand. And we just talk about it from the perspective of two imperfect dudes wrestling with God's word. So we hope you'll subscribe on YouTube, on all your favorite podcast network. And more importantly, we hope that you will take the time to open up a Bible. Thanks for listening we love you and we'll see you or you'll see or hear us we won't we'll see you uh, next, week. next week bye everybody